I'm Shawa Evans. And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black, black Hipster, Hipster, where we talk about black pop culture, gay pop culture, black gay pop culture, and, and sometimes, sometimes other, other shit. shit. Hey, boo. What up? How are you doing? I am really tired today. <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah. you had a very, very full, long week. Yes. Productive week. Yes. Well, the weekend was great. I mean, it was crazy, but um, I was at Essence mm-hmm. Beauty Carnival, which was awesome. It was the first ever beauty carnival, mm-hmm. like on its own of this size. Um, and I was interviewing a lot of people, mm-hmm. Sierra, Jackie Aina, um, Seven Streeter, Justine Sky, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, Whitney White, Dapper Dan. Dapper Dan. Yeah, I can keep going. But um, yeah, everybody was on point. It was good. It was a good weekend. Of course, it was a lot of work. Yes. I'm tired. I had to beat this face <laughs> every, day every day because I could the not come looking crazy. Amazing. Yeah. Well, on Friday, people were like, well, what are you wearing? And I was like, um, I don't know. And I was like, I mean, I want to try to be comfy because, you know, we're going to be on our feet. And, yeah. and two people said to me on separate occasions, they just looked at me like I was crazy. And they were like, you are the associate beauty editor. You better come dressed to the nines. This is an essence. Oh, my event. gosh. I was like, well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, day one, I had my little Falsace, Falsace, Falsace mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. My, my vegan leather pants yes. and my not-so-vegan suede That's boots. okay. It's all about um, a balance. I have my, my big hair don't care, so, you it know. Looks great. Which I, I figured out how to secure on my unit without having it move. Um, are you going to With a YouTube tutorial. Well, a lot of got me to be. Because maybe. I use a lot of got to be. But I watched a YouTube tutorial, but I was so proud of myself because everyone kept coming up to me and being like, your hair is amazing. And I was like, it's a weird girl. <laughs> oh, happily <laughs> to every single person. I was like, this is a unit. They were like, you ain't got the time. I was like, I'm telling everybody. So if you I want love... this hair, you can get this hair but right I mean, down the street. I, I would come to you no surprise as you did one time made your own wig. So... No. Hold up. You added no. to it? What did you do? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I I mean, you do. Listen, black women, when it comes mm-hmm. to their hair and how to manipulate things and add things and Chase makes her own wig. Okay. And yes, what did you another do another friend time? of ours. No, I mean, I make my own clips. Okay, okay. I learned, I started making my own clips. And then when I was getting like sew-ins and stuff, if I didn't like the fullness of the hair, I would make my own clippings and mm-hmm. just add them in. That's... Or if I wanted to do like another like color to mm-hmm. blend it. I would like get the other hair to blend in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's still very creative to well, you, I mean, for you and for Miss Chase, <laughs> making their own wigs, adding stuff in, <laughs> doing this and doing blood. Listen, black women and their hair is it's it's a relationship like no other. <laughs> it is. It is a very very special bond. Yeah, a special relationship. Sometimes. It's 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 a turbulent one. Yeah, it has its ups and its downs. <laughs> it really does. Like it's it. <laughs> Black women and hair, it takes on a life of its own. That's true. That's it's, true. It's so, it's funny because um, I wrote that piece on uh, Essence that went up on Friday about the school administrator making the boy color uh-huh. his, his hair in with yes. the marker. Mm-hmm. And I, I say in the piece, you know, black people, the relationship between black people and their hair and the outside world yes. is a very marred one. Mm-hmm. So... Non-black people have to be very careful about the things that they do and say mm-hmm. as our hair is concerned. Yes. Because we have a complicated enough relationship with our hair because of the outside world. 
So everybody else has got to fucking chill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. If if I already have a complicated enough relationship with my hair, then you for certain do not get to come in here and stir things up. Because that makes your relationship with my hair, mm-hmm. uh, your relationship with my relationship with my hair, even more complicated. So watch where you step in. No, and I, it's... <laughs> This was an incident that happened, um, but last month, well, oh my gosh, it's still April, um, early this month at a school in Texas, mm-hmm. right? And the one No, thing- this was like last week. Though his oh. mother posted the thing on her Instagram like last Friday. Okay, okay. Yeah, the okay. response was crazy on social media, which is why it just kind of went viral this week. Yeah, and, the, and they said that the young boy had like an... M or something in his hair, and then she filled it in because apparently he, they're not supposed to have any. I, I don't even know what the the rule was. He, nothing carved into their hair. Like yeah, so I have the actual document, the actual school district. Oh really? Rule. Yeah. It just I didn't include it in the story. It wasn't it, it didn't make the piece any stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started to, but I didn't. Um, but yeah, it just says that they. One of the things is the language in it, right? It says like they can't wear their hair. I forget. It was like something like some some, some uh, the way they describe it, um, the styles, and then it says no carvings. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course, he had a carving, but the, I don't even think people's issue was with the fact that there's an issue with the hair. No, I I do have that issue. That's mm-hmm. one. That's one thing for me. But the main thing was the fact that the school administrator and they never say if it's a man or woman, whatever. But this administrator. Told the boy he could either be in school suspended or color it in with a marker. Yeah, and it's like, okay. It's <laughs> like, Those are my what? Options. Yeah. Those things are so, like, you could only do that with a junior high school kid or younger because yeah. anyone older would be like, bitch, you bugging. Yeah, like, you they'd be like, man, you crazy. Yes, exactly. I'm not coloring my hair with no marker. Yeah. Who are you talking to? Like, what, what kind of rule is that? That's not a rule. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, no, that's not arbitrary. Yeah, I think a 14-year-old child and over would probably be like, what? What are you talking about, miss? Or what are you talking about, mister? This, this. Like, mister? <laughs> like, this they'd stuff. be like, no, I'm not about to do that. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. Right. But this was a young kid, you yeah. know. I think that that can't be lost in the conversation. Mm-hmm. This was a preteen. Yeah, he doesn't know any better. Yeah, he's scared. He's just he's thinking, I don't want to be suspended. If I do this, if I don't do this, right. then that's gonna my parents are gonna have to get involved. Yeah, that's a little scary. It's and the parents scary. should have been involved if they were deciding that they were going to in school suspend him for that, which should have been the only other option. Mm-hmm. Then they should have called his his mother or called his father. And hold up, did he draw it in himself? Or that was he... also not clear yeah, whether like, or not the boy himself drew it in or mm-hmm. if the administrator did. Because if the administrator did, that's an, even a bigger issue. <laughs> that you took that child and put your hands on that child to color. That's what I read Because now it's beyond, like, it's like abuse. Like, that's on, that's that's battery. That's on a whole nother level. I hope the administrator wasn't that dumb to do it. It, it was dumb in the first place, but I'm pretty sure he probably got a marker and did it <clears throat> himself, which is just, yeah, if, if my child came home with that, then obviously, I just, I don't understand why did no one think better to, no one think of a better alternative. What made me mad, I think, I, after I had seen, like, the initial articles and read on the initial stuff, I was so pissed. Even after I wrote the piece that I wrote, which was just about like social media's reaction, and 
I came home and I was talking to Al about it and I was like, yeah, because this is what people think of our hair. Mm -hmm. I was so offended. Like the fact that you think so lowly, so negatively of my hair that you think that the, that the response or the remedy would be to just color it in with a marker because that's how shitty my hair is. It's like, no one's going to notice that that doesn't make any sense that something's wrong here that, oh yeah, just color it in with a marker and it's just going to blend and it's going to look normal. What? Mm -hmm. What, Does that, how does that make sense in your brain? That's insane. Mm -hmm. And then the parent, the kid's parents were even more upset because they were like, he just got this done yesterday. His pores are open on this shaved oh, head. Gosh. So now he's putting this toxic shit infected, infection, on, on, yeah. on these pores. And I said, right. That's the issue. It's just like, you think like, oh, your hair is so shitty. You can just take a toxic permanent marker to it. And that'll fix this thing. That's what pissed me off. The fact that that's, that's your thinking. Mm-hmm. And whether or not you walk around with that at the for- forefront of your brain. Like, ugh, look at those black stick gross hair. But that's in the back of your mind. It is to some degree. If that is the response that you gave this child, are you kidding me? Like yeah. I'm so offended by that because it's just, that just goes to show you what you think of us and what you think of our hair. You know, yeah, yeah. No, no. Now I'm getting. I'm getting all of my feelings. <laughs> oh, I'm like, I'll what's get going you, on? I'm gonna get you all riled. Well, up. it made me think of something. I need to man. bring myself down. I know. I, I know. got the energy for this kind of rap. I know. Up. I know. I'm not even gonna. It made me think of another conversation, which is about race that I had with a friend this weekend. Oh Lord, which, you've been having a lot of these oh, very always, always heavy, very oh. weighty conversations. Weighty conversation. Listen, we will bring that up. I think another time, unless you, because... <laughs> well, what was it about? I'm just well, curious. Well, basically, it was just about how we perceive, um, you know, black youth. I mm-hmm. think youth in America. Mm-hmm. And basically, just a little uh, a little, A little, a little piece, snippet a little of the conversation. Was that she was saying that it, it's for, for people. Black people are guilty of this. White, everyone else is guilty of this, of how we perceive black youth. Mm-hmm. And how she's like, whenever... You know, we, how we've been, it's been drilled in us in the media, how black people are dangerous. You know, like if a cop pulls out, you know, just everything with the guns, like how a cop can, if, if they're, a cop is going to shoot a, a black youth, has a, I'm sorry, if like a black person is acting up, but they are reaching for their guns, their black people aren't even given the consideration that they can, can, can react normally. It's always like their reaction is going to be one of, I'm putting you in danger. It's going to be. Right. Zero to sixty, and you—they can't be calmed down. They can't be, you know, sort of quelled. Not quelled, but they well, can't that, be rationalized with. That's just a fear of black people. Yeah, they can't that's be rationalized. Yeah, from. it's it's a fear of. Yeah, we're still other. Yeah, we're still other. Like if you see a group of white kids come on the train, they're being loud and rowdy. Versus you see a a, a group of black kids come on the train and ride. People tend to feel differently about. Oh, that. absolutely. And, and they just think that they can probably say to those white kids, "Calm down." You know, and if the kids get if the kids get rowdy with them, like whatever, calm, whatever, shut up. But if a black kid, then people feel danger. Like, oh my gosh, this is gonna get physical. Oh my, I, I feel threatened for I my think life. If it's, I think if it's anything other than black or Hispanic, you they feel like there's a they there's there's room to say something, or yeah. it's not as much of a dangerous situation. If it's a bunch of little Indian boys. Mm-hmm. They probably feel like, okay, that's not going to be a danger. If it's yeah. a bunch of uh, little Korean boys, mm-hmm. not going to be a danger. But if it's a couple of Puerto Rican kids or some black boys, yeah. they're not saying anything because, oh, they might do something to yeah, them. Yeah, it's, it's the other. Like, they aren't looked at as 
human beings as mm -hmm. humans who can say, excuse me, I'm sorry, could you turn your music down? Or, excuse me, could you move a little bit further from me? Or, you know, you guys are just cursing and going on. You can't say that to a group of black and Latino kids because you're thinking you see all those images that they aren't really, we aren't really human and that we can't be rationalized with. And right. it's, it's, and it goes to black people. Like, you know, me and my friend were having conversations about how we've been guilty of that. Like we're walking somewhere and we'll go to the side of, you know, another side of the street or we'll do something. We'll feel uncomfortable because we see some black kids. And she's like, she had to retrain herself that while she was teaching in the school system to say, Oh, for sure. The school system and be like, listen, I can say to this young man who, you know, who's much taller than me, mm -hmm. who's, you know, who's big, a big for his age. Listen, I don't like the way you're speaking big to me. If you do this, I'm going to, you know, things like that. And she's like, not to be so scared of black youth. And that's, that's the images because then when people say, see that someone's gotten shot, a, a young black boy's gotten shot, they cannot understand that fear that they have that's deep down inside. And there's a part of them that's saying, hmm, well, I guess they fear for their life. They didn't, you know, what else were they supposed to do? They didn't mm -hmm. mean to shoot that oh, or what else? Sure. Because they understand that Because fear. they think, well, I would have probably shot him too. Yeah, but it's that fear in us that that runs rampant. And I think through everyone, black people themselves, you know, that's something that's in you. And we kind of go, hmm, not everyone, of course. But I thought that was very interesting, the conversation. That well, because I think adults are scared of kids generally. General. Because, you know, kids just, their brains aren't developed to the point that they understand the consequences of the things that they do. Mm -hmm. So that's why I always said, you know, if if a nine-year-old child had a gun pointed towards me, I think that would be like it. I, that's probably my biggest fear. I have a, a much greater fear of that than like an adult yes. pointing a gun at me. Because mm -hmm. I feel like an adult, I could probably talk them down. Yeah. Or there might be a moment where certain things go through their head of the, where does this go from here if you shoot me? Whereas a child... They don't know. They don't care. How they feel right now is the most <laughs> important thing about, to them right yes. now. And that's all they know. Like, they are consequences later. Mm -hmm. if, if they even understand the magnitude of, like, consequences. Exactly. So, it's just like, yeah, if an 11-year-old child is pointing a gun at you, you should be very afraid. Mm -hmm. But that's exactly why terrorists, they recruit children. Mm. Because, you know... Children haven't been through anything mm -hmm. yet. So if you can train them to hate at that young of an age, there's nothing they won't do. So if you say, well, I need you to go out and kill this village, they're going to go out and kill a village. They yeah. don't really even understand yes, what, what that it means is. At a so you've age. taught them you need to hate, you need to do this. They'll do it. Consequences are not a thing for them. It's just not a consideration. Their brains haven't developed to that to the point of understanding right and wrong in that way, mm -hmm. or having empathy in that way, or yeah, just stating, mm -mm. yeah, uh, children yeah. are like mini sociopaths just walking around needing to be trained. That's true. Huh? <laughs> yeah. That is very true. A yeah. little scary. Yeah, it's very scary because if you know, obviously, if they have the wrong influences in their life, they go they all the way on the deep end. Yeah. And it's very hard to undo stuff that have, has been ingrained in someone for so long. And, and, oh, my God. That's why it's like if you end up getting like a bum of a boyfriend and it's just like you don't find out until yeah, however much, you know, time into the relationship. Like, this man got issues. Yeah. And it's like, well, you can't just undo that stuff. If he's not going to therapy and even in therapy, it's going to take a minute. Oh, my but God. But it's like, but you can't just undo that. That comes from his childhood. That comes from his experiences. Like, 
He's a goner, girl. Yeah, he's a goner. He needs to do his own work. And that's going to take time to unpack all of that, exactly what you're saying. Right. And it's hard to do. It's very hard to undo. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, dating. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, even when you know things, and you know certain things are wrong, or you know certain things just don't make sense, it's like, there are things that, my mother would probably kill me, but that my mother does, like, that's a part of our culture that's, it's more traditional than it is like by the book. Like mm-hmm. my parents are very much like go by the old Testament and all the holidays and so like Passover, for example, mm-hmm. just passed. And there are certain things that people won't eat. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and they're just like, no, we don't eat that. Like, Oh, we don't eat beans. And I'm mm-hmm. like, beans are not forbidden. Yeah. Like beans are not off the Passover list. You yeah. can eat beans, mm-hmm. but they're just like, well, traditionally we haven't eaten beans, so we're not going to do it. And I'm like, but that doesn't fly from my household because my boo mm-hmm. did not grow up in this way of life. And when I have to tell him, oh, well this week you can't eat certain things. He wants an explanation. Exactly. He yeah. wants to know why. And me being like, well, cause just traditionally we don't doesn't, it's not gonna it, fly. it doesn't fly for him. Yeah. So he's not with it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-mm. He's like, nope, I'm not going to deprive myself of things that I want because you just are like, well. Well, what, what, but then then I'm pretty sure there are certain things. Like, what if there are certain holidays that you grew up celebrating, doing traditions, incorporating some traditions in that aren't by the book? Then if you want to, like, have you want to have a family and sort of lead them in with a mashup of like, you know, the cultural religious aspects of, of, of it and your traditions. That's fine. But I think you just need to be very clear about that. Exactly. Well, that that's it's true. just like, this is something we do. Like, this is something we do as a family. Like this is what we, you know, I grew up with and I appreciated that. So I want to continue to do it. I mean, I think that's pretty much what most people do in their religion. Mm-hmm. Like most people don't do everything um, that they were or taught. Or like a good amount of the stuff that's like <laughs> in the book. Like how many Christians do you know really actually follow Oh, honey, What's all, all the, the Christians Bible, that like, I know, and, and just speaking of myself, follow the good book to a T. Really? Your, yes. gay, your gay self? Excuse me, honey? Like, I'm just, I'm like, <laughs> your homosexual what, girl? self? Like, yes. Yeah, you really following that book. Like, Listen, yeah, it's the just, book. there's so much stuff in there. <laughs> it, that's um, true. There are a lot of rules, and I would say most people aren't following most of them. No, times um, are very different. But people still too. have traditions and things that they follow, and, you know, they do whatever holy days and stuff that they do and they've just created their own traditions for them Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah i'm i'm thinking about what i'm gonna have what's gonna happen you know josh and i get together i have to think about this conversion or sort of are you considering no 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 he doesn't want me to convert but i think what he wants me to do is to definitely um learn more about it and and to possibly start doing the um, the Sabbath and all those things. Right. And I think I'm trying to, like, I'm all for it, but I also know that I need to understand things a bit more because it, it's going to be easier to do. Because it, then it's just going to be me showing up and just going through the motions, just doing this with him, reading the Torah and singing the songs. Oh, you're going to be reading the Torah? Well, oh, well maybe not, but at least trying to learn how to pronounce you should definitely know like certain words. Yes, I should. But know. reading the Torah is a very well. Well, no, no, no. Different. What thing. I meant is during the <laughs> services. Sometimes you have you know just going through the whole um um what is it called? Yeah, the they will read the Torah. Yes. you won't be reading it. Well, yes, but I guess when you when they do the songs and then you go back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. Like things like that. I should know how to pronounce certain things. I should know some key words and phrases. Those things you'll learn, especially if they do them over and over, which is if they do at most services. Yes, but like the Torah is 
what they're reading, like when they do a Seder mm-hmm. at services, that changes every week. So, you know, when they bring out the Torah scrolls and then they go through the, they read the Seder, like the Haftarah and mm-hmm. the, the Seder, that's always going to change. So you're never going to know those things unless you can read Hebrew. Okay. okay. <laughs> like, well, well, I know that. Like, I'm not going to, what I meant to say was, I, like I guess it was, I guess it was something that I was thinking more of repetition. Like mm-hmm. they were, I would go to services because I didn't think that they would be changing it up. I thought certain things would say that stay the same. Certain but then things I only... will stay the same. But the Seder, which is like the, the portion for the week, it's the, the part of the yes. five books of Moses that they're reading through that week. That's going to change every week. And they're going to repeat, though, because mm-hmm. obviously it's only about so big. Yeah. So through the calendar year, it's going to change, but then it's going to pop up but back up next year. Uh, yeah, Those I guess... things will always repeat in that way, but you're not going to really know what they're saying when they're reading the Torah. I guess what I want to do is I want to learn... Yes, I need to learn some key words and phrases, because he doesn't speak Hebrew or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I also think it'll help me understand why I'm doing this. So it's just like I need to, I feel like I need to study a bit more because I don't want to just take this on. And like I said, I'm just going there and doing something that I don't necessarily agree with spending. I don't think it's enough of a reason to keep, I need more than just I'm doing this because he he, he wants to do it and he loves it. And I'm trying to make him happy. Especially I mean, when it comes I feel to something like that's new. going to be the reason because it's not it's the reason it's why not I'm religion doing... that you grew up in. Mm-hmm. So unless you are like my father, mm-hmm. in that you know you go and then you're like, oh my god, I'm not a Christian at all. Mm-hmm. This is where I was supposed to be. This is who I am. This these are my people. Mm-hmm. Then it is always going to be to some degree, just like to some degree, you can still enjoy it. Yes, that's what I want. This to some degree, I don't think it. It needs to be more than that, I think. Not, obviously, I'm going to do it, but to keep me holding on, I think it'll help the whole experience. Mm-hmm. It'll make it a bit more enjoyable and a, and just, yeah, a bit more enjoyable if I know something about it. If there's something in there, then I'm just like, I love this about it. This is what I'm enjoying. This is what I'm into. You're not going to love everything. I don't love What if you don't like it at all? What if you feel like you're going and you're just like, it's not for me. And not that you're like Judaism's not for me, but like you're not enjoying oh, yeah, the could, parts of the ser- the services and stuff like that. Oh, there could be a temple that he loves, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I hate them. It's nah. like, say I go to someone's temple, my friend tells me that she's like Catholic, and she goes to like different masses, and she's like, well, I try to find a, a church in my area, and I go to one, and she's like, they, I mean, they don't sing that much, but I think she's like, my family likes it. And she goes, I found another one, though, and they sing, and the songs are amazing. And she's like, I just want more of the singing. So I go there, and I feel that, because they're just singing it all lively. And I'm like, yeah, I feel like that's going to be the yoga. like, oh, my gosh, she loves this temple. And I'm so like, So you geez. probably need to find, like, a very multicultural temple. You should talk to my sister. Oh, yeah. she goes to one that's, like, mm-hmm. racially diverse. Because I feel like sometimes you go to the white temples, and, like, they sing, but they sing, I'm going to say it. Like white people, like I'm just gonna say it because it is what it is. Listen, I've gone to temples that have been where I've been the only black person, or it's like me and one other person, and he looks like he just married someone there. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying, it's like Yom Kippur and we're fasting, and it's a song that we all sing. The Nagun Kaatad. It's like all like wailing. It's weeping. It's you like basically saying like, "Forgive us for these sins that we've done, and forgive mm-hmm. us for our transgressions." And like the cantor mm-hmm. was singing it at this service, like the fucking opera. Like <laughs> she was like, ah, and I'm not used to that. Yeah. It's like I grew up with black people, mm-hmm. so like 
my dad put it in a melody that was like all soul food. So, <laughs> you know, it was like we would have white people come to our temple and um, they would be super into the service. They'd be like, my God, you guys <laughs> sing. Y'all got drums playing, tambourines. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like real coming to America okay, at my temple. Okay. Like, it was. Like, it's straight and- up. The girls would get up, African dance. Like, <laughs> it was like coming to America. But it was like, yeah, it's, we'd sing Shema and all these other songs. And you go to any, like, mm-hmm. Jewish synagogue and temple, these are all the songs that sing it. It's, it's just a very different It's flavor. a different... And I, I understand what you're saying, obviously. <laughs> I don't want to make it seem like, you know, listen, everyone likes a different type of music. It's preference. It's what you prefer. Because, you know, but I, I definitely know I like music with soul. I like, right. And we all know what that means. I think traditionally... Black people tend to have that. That's what they say that we have, and we sound like that, and that's what I enjoy. That's what I grew up on. So it's harder to get into the music where it's kind of like, that don't move me. Right, that's what I'm saying. You want to feel it in here. And then when you have those few people who just sing, Mm -hmm. and it's like they don't sing professionally. They just sing at the temple. That's what they do, and they're always being asked to sing Mm because they sound amazing. We have people at a temple like that, Mm -hmm. and you know how those people are at at your church or your (laughs) temple. They like to go above the crowd, Mm -hmm. so everybody's singing, and they're like, yes! (laughs) They're going extra loud, and everybody's just here for it. Everybody's like, "Mm, mm, Mm -hmm. mm, that girl sang. Like It was like that at my temple. Black people are expressing. My father grew up in the church, Mm -hmm. so I think he took all that stuff he learned from the church and then just you know, applied all of the cultural aspects of Judaism to that. <laughs> have you never been? In, have you ever been in a church? No. What? But but and then growing because I know growing up you didn't. Did you ever listen to gospel music? Yeah. Okay. What do you? Yeah. Because <laughs> well, because we were also yeah. like not supposed to, but uh-huh. we'd be like they sound bomb. Hold like BB so and what? CC Bonins do the damn thing. Like Yolanda Adams, come oh, on. Oh, she's amazing. Like, oh my Mary, god. Mary Mary. I yeah. love that. It's the God in me. That is the jam. <laughs> like you that song, song is popping. Was on. that like early two thousands or something? Whatever like year it was. <laughs> What it's, you don't know when she it gets sounds like a 2003 to so poppin'. Like so, I was like, this is a this is a gospel song. That's it. I used to love that. And you can't tell me Yolanda Adams ain't a young girl. Like, my mother go in on some open up my heart. Oh, it's a beautiful song. I remember that. <laughs> she sang that on like the Soul Train Awards mm-hmm. live or something one year. It and sounded better I than recording. You, she left that thing on that stage mm-hmm. oh my lord she one of my favorite take songs six. from her take who take six what's that you remember the group take six they were a gospel group <laughs> <laughs> they were like r&b ish but they would do some like you know little they they did that song um the biggest part of me i don't know it's take you know six. it's really funny is that one of the guys brothers babyface brothers no, that's um after seven. Take six. Oh. I think one of the guys' brothers was like <laughs> Brian. Brian I think Brian McKnight's brother was in Take Six. Oh, I don't know Brian. One of the women. Do you, you know there's a new married to medicine Los Angeles? Oh, I did not. know And one this. of the women, she's a black woman mm-hmm. doctor. Her husband was in Take Six. Shut up. Yes. Well, go good for them. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's not good for them because you don't know who he is. Oh. 
<laughs> you don't know who the group hold is. Hold on, hold on. How many people were in Take Six? Six. Okay. Well, after seven, there wasn't seven people. <laughs> no, it was okay. like three guys. <laughs> Why <were they> after <laughs> seven? That's true. Maybe even like after seven p.m. Because yeah, like, they wrote like starts? a bunch. Of, they they just wrote yeah. like love songs after seven. He's like the magic happens. It's like no, it's too early. It's like <laughs> you're like, well, it's daylight savings in the, yeah, in the summer. So after seven, we still at happy yeah, hour because the drinks still flow in the sun. Yeah, it's like no. It's like what are you talking about in Iceland? It's like when the sun goes down to like three. Like uh, no, not here. <laughs> so, Listen, we. We got to talk about this dated thing. Because okay, we've yes. been saying for like two weeks we were going to talk about it. Yes. Sorry, I'm just taking my hair down because I'm... Uh, let let it fly, yes. It kinda, let, let the tresses yeah, down. A little, yeah, a little tacky. And so we were talking about the dating as far as what? Who pays? Men? Yeah, uh-huh. because... And I know you... I know how you're going to go. Because I know you are an independent woman and you... Have, we'll have no man paying for you, holding doors for you, pulling out chairs. Except if pers- we on dates. <laughs> you should be doing all of those things. All the things. Mm-hmm. Yes. But hold up. Just because, you know, I always have like a tangent, a weird question. I have asked my female friends this, mm-hmm. women that I know. And I'll ask you first. What, um, when you, do you expect when you're with a man, just even simple things like walking through the door. A man that you know, co-worker, whoever. You expect that man to open the door. For, not expect. No. No, I don't. I don't even think I expect that, like, on a date. I think it's a courteous thing to do, but I don't think it's like, oh, he's the man. We're walking side by side, and we approach this door together. He better open it. <laughs> I, like, that is the furthest thing from my mind when I approach a door. I'll tell you one thing that pisses me off. Mm-hmm. When I hold a door open for the person behind me, mm-hmm. and then they just walk through it, mm-hmm. and they don't extend their arm to catch the door, yes. and it especially pisses me off when it's a man. I'm like, I am not the fucking doorman. Grab the door. I agree. I'm being courteous mm-hmm. to hold it open and not let the door fall. Uh, just hit you in the face. Mm-hmm. But I'm not the doorman. I'm not here to hold the door open for you. Yeah. That is a very easy way to piss me off. I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I, I've done I think that. it's rude. It's, it's rude. I've done that in... I've never had a man step in front of me. I've had... Maybe I have once or twice and I don't remember. And I probably was annoyed by it. I've had women do it. But, and it always bothers me when they don't acknowledge that I've done it. Mm. It's, it's like, well, no one's, yeah, like, you're, no one's holding, I'm not holding this open. I'm not the doorman. Well, I'm, I'm hold, not a doorman. Acknowledge. Just say thank, thank you. you. You're welcome. And you keep it moving. Yeah. Yeah, it's very rude. Yeah, or if I if I open the door for myself and then you walk through it, ooh, oh, you the, asking for why, it. And anyone who does that is a jerk. You it's, are asking why would you do for that? it. But, yeah, so. People do it. People crazy. So, but yeah. On Pulling out the chair. The one thing that I would say annoys me, if you get there before me, mm-hmm. please just stand up when I arrive. How often does that happen? That, the, that a guy stands up? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've been <laughs> on a date. It's been a really, it's been almost four years mm-hmm. since I've been on a first date. But I just know that it bothers me because it's happened before. Yeah. Where like someone got to a location before me and then I got there and they were sitting down like, oh, hey. Greet me. Yeah. But don't be, I think always, it's rude. It's rude. You should always get up. Always stand up and greet the person. Yeah. That's like, and I've been on dates and that's what happens. The guy gets up. Sometimes if they're sitting at a bar, mm-hmm. I've had guys who don't get up. But usually if they're at a table, then they always get up. You should always get, get up. up. Like, it, that's so rude. Mm-hmm. So I'm supposed to sit down. Okay, we're in this. Let's start <laughs> this thing. Like, I'll admit one time I was I went on a date and I was early. I was coming from press previews and mm-hmm. I was early and I was 
so hungry. I had a crazy day. Mm-hmm. I probably didn't even look that great, if I'm being honest. Like <laughs> he know. thought I looked good. I showed up. I felt like I didn't spruce my face up or nothing. And it was one of those days. I ordered something. I was hungry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was eating. He walked up and I was eating something. <laughs> no, it doesn't happen. <laughs> and and but you know what? I offered to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, I don't, I don't think that he should feel obligated to pay for this appetizer that I yeah. bought. It was like beef tartare, to, uh, beef carpaccio. Oh, that's and it was a- like beef carpaccio is not for everybody, and I don't think he had any. So I was just like, listen, you know, I'll take care of this. He was like, no, 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 come on, come on, come on. And I was like, no, I mean, I obviously I was rude enough to order this before <laughs> you got here, and it was like the joke though, because when he came, I was like, I'm so sorry, but I'm starving. I was like, I've been out all day and I needed to eat something. <laughs> I couldn't wait. I just couldn't. So I ordered food without him. I think depending on how, if you would have said that to me in a nice way, like if I I walked up and caught you eating, I would have still felt uncomfortable not paying as a man, as a straight man. I I mean, who knows how I would be thinking. But right now I would think I'm just going to, especially if you were just like, oh, I'm so sorry. It would be awkward to not pay for it. So I was like, I don't want any confusion where I'm going to wait for you now to like pay and close out. Well, yes, because I was at the bar and we were going to sit at a table. So, but he was like just transferred to the table. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but that was like, smart. But I think I that was a good move. I could have easily paid for it and it not have been clunky or <clears throat> awkward. I think that's a good move. And if you were, if he found that you oh, were sincere. Oh, it was super smooth. Yeah. If he, yes, man. I, I think that was a good move. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then you wouldn't, do you pump fake? We talked about this. We've been talking about this for years. Would you pump fake? You already know I don't pump fake. So what? I used I to know do that. I used to do that dumb shit, and I stopped because I got older, and I was like, "Uh, girl, no, stop." So what do you think about like? Have you ever has have you ever given a guy a second chance, or has there ever been an instance where the guy wasn't gonna pay for you on the first day? Uh yes, I've been on dates before the guy didn't pay, and then I'm like, if I saw that guy again, I was probably lonely. Or desperate. I'm so, gonna be honest. Yeah. So they don't get a second chance. Like in your mind, then this guy is not boyfriend material, a person that you would want to continue seeing. Well, because I'm just trying to understand why didn't they pay? Mm-hmm. Like that meant we went Dutch because I certainly didn't pay for both of us. Oh yes. But yeah. what was the understanding in his mind that we should go Dutch? Mm-hmm. Like, are we both in college? Because <laughs> if we're both in college, then fine, we'll go Dutch. So then what? You're just as broke as I am. <laughs> what? Why do you think a man should pay? Well, uh, maybe I'm just being old-fashioned, but mm. it's just something about, like, you want to take this woman out. I think there is still, to some degree, a courting process, mm-hmm. or there should be. Like, make me feel special. Make me feel like like I'm important and I'm being wined and dined. Yeah. Like, you know? I agree. I agree. Like, that I'm, I, I am not every other woman in here, because, you know... For that matter, like, you could be sitting here with somebody <laughs> else. Like, because if you're like, oh, well, I'm going to wait until I see if I like this chick before I'm going to pay for a date. What kind of BS is that? I agree. That's I agree. like, that's like going on a job interview and being like, well, I'm going to see how it's going and then I'm going to whip out my best stuff. Like, no, you, you put all in. the best stuff, you stack it at the top. Yeah. Because you are trying to secure another opportunity mm. not waiting for another opportunity to then make a good impression that's that doesn't true. make any sense that's true <laughs> it's i was reading this um this article on psychology today and they were talking about like men's expectations and like how men's men's expectations they expect like a sexual so, sort of some sort of return their 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 um hopes or whatever of having sex 
her sexual encounter raised when they pay for the check. Which Especially is stupid. if or if they pay for the check and if they have that like they go out and they have dinner close to their apartment, her apartment, mm. at their apartment. I bet. Yeah, at their I apartment. I bet. Which is stupid because if if my punani's only worth a dinner, <laughs> you know what I mean? Then what? Then we better have gone noble. Mm-hmm. Miss Child. But you better take me to River Cafe then <laughs> if I'm giving it up only because you bought me dinner. Well, like what? You spent seventy bucks and that's supposed to be worth me letting you hit this? That's crazy to me. Well, I wonder though, because it's it maybe they're maybe they're they come in thinking, Okay, there's a possibility we're not gonna have sex, but they're always hopeful. I that think I'm so. I think very much I think that's how men approach life. Mm-hmm. I think a man walks through any door and if there's a woman there, this, the expectation, I don't think she's gonna give it to me, but if she do if it comes up yeah yeah absolutely that is weird because they, they said that like women if a woman pays it's still um it, it's still kind of the same like men think that if a woman pays for them then it means that there's a strong possibility they're going to have sex Isn't as well that convenient but that also, no matter who pays the man thinks he's going to well, get yeah, some yeah. and and then, <laughs> and then there was this like what is it the rape myth um fantasy where, you know, for instance, if a man, um, if a woman pays or they have go out and she invites him back to his place, mm-hmm. then there's kind of, they get, they think, okay, well, if I, you know, pay for this woman's dinner, then she's inviting me over to her place or something, then they're expecting something in return because mm-hmm. of that. I, I don't want to just generalize and just be like, men are idiots because there are some really awesome non-idiot men out there. But there are also a lot of idiot men out there. Mm-hmm. This guy drove me home from a party once and thought it was going to be popping. Like, he knew a friend of mine who I went to the party with. It was a group of us, girls. And we had driven with this one girl. And she was like, oh, I'm leaving or whatever. We were like, okay, we'll find our way back. And the friend who invited us was like, oh, I'm going to the strip club and doing XYZ, just mm-hmm. so y'all know. So it was like me and two other girls like, we got to find our way back. We was on like Long Island somewhere. <laughs> and this one guy, we had been kind of like joking around all night. And he knew my friend. Mm-hmm. Like they, you know, party together and whatever. And he, he had already shown he was like interested, but he was kind of a goofy guy. So I'm not taking him too seriously. Okay, okay. I know he's interested, but yes. like to some extent. And he reminded me of a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. So I think that made me a little more comfortable. Okay. And he kept being like, you got that little sundress on. Because it was in summer. But you got rock back there. I saw it. Like just <laughs> stupid stuff. So mm-hmm. it, it it wasn't offensive. Even though he was probably saying things that could have been taken that way. Um, So he drove me back home because I lived in Jersey at the time. And he lived in Jersey. So mm-hmm. he was like, oh, okay, I'll drive you. And he was very adamant that he wasn't going to drive the other two girls. They lived in Harlem. So okay, in his that defense, they yeah. lived in Harlem. Out of the way. So I was like, yeah, I don't know, girls. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I just, it was just one of those things where it was like, that's my friend's friends. I got to look out for myself. <laughs> I got to get home. And he's going to drive me back. And we're on Long Island. It's 3 a.m. So yeah. we get back to my place. He's like, can I use your bathroom? I'm like, of course you got to use my bathroom. So he comes in, I let him use the bathroom. Matter of fact, you, I think you were in your room. You oh, were home. probably. Probably. Yeah. And like, and like, so he comes in my room and I think we kissed a little bit and he was really expected it to go beyond that. And I was like, please leave my house. Like, <laughs> I want to say he pulled out his penis and I laughed mm-hmm. and I was like, put your pants on and leave. <laughs> I was like, boy, really? Cause you drove me home. I'm like, well, you haven't even bothered to take me on a date before <laughs> you want to come with this. And um, I think the next day he texted me because I, I think his response was a little bit of like, 
really? Like, I drove you home, and I was like, you really no, play yourself. No, and no. he texted me the next day to kind of be like, you know, I'm sorry. It was a stupid response. And I'm like, if you would have just led with let's go on a date, then, you know, you you could have just saw how that was going to go. But Hold up. Did he, why didn't you ever go on a date with him? Did no. After that? He, first of all, I don't think he was interested in going on a date. Uh, but I also, at that point, was just like, well, he's a clown. So, mm. yeah. Well, like, I mean, I, I can't, can't in some respects, I can't. I, if it wasn't all the time, I can't fault the man for trying it. Because it's just like, well, if you want you want sex. And then, like, what if you were spilling it that night? You're like, listen, I think I'm on a little something. something. Right. Like, yeah. I think that's the problem. It's like, that could have been a thing. Yeah, yeah I, did been a thing. I did kiss him. I did kiss him. You so, know what? It was like 3 a.m. He drove me home and I kissed you, him. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess the more I'm going over the story, okay, maybe yeah, I can see how you thought that was going to go Exactly, exactly. No, but I just, but still was like this expectation because he drove me home. Yes. And it's like, men and women just think very differently. And he's thinking, oh, she's going to let me drive her home. I'm going to come up with some reason to come upstairs and then I'm going to put it on her. Mm. And I'm like, it's 3 a.m. We're all on island and he's going to take me back <laughs> yes, to Jersey. I, yes, I'm getting this route. Yes. And he's a friend of a friend, so I'm so not you. worried that he's going to try to harm me. Yeah. Which, yeah, which you also need to be, you know, aware of. Right. Just people because going out and with people you don't know, on a first date especially, like I, we would all, I, I know I would always think like, if a friend is out and they're drunk and they're talking to someone and they want to go home with them, it's like, well, that's an automatic no. Because right. you're a little intoxicated. Because you're drunk. You, you're not making smart decisions. Yeah, at, at all. And then even people, if you feel a, a weird va- vibe, I always think, maybe I should just rethink this. I right. think as a man, a gay man, I'm much less likely to do that I have. Like, I'm like, oh, whatever. I'm a little tipsy. I'll go home with this guy. I'll do whatever. And it's kind of like, anything could happen to you. Yeah, You could be true. murdered. You could... Something can happen. You put a gun out on you. Anything can happen to you, man or male or female. It's really, really weird. Yeah. No, I went out with this one guy. Oh, this is a good story of a person not paying and he got no second chance. I met this guy at a fashion event. It was like this weed crack off exhibit or something, and he had this awesome British accent. Mm -hmm. And we left the event and went and got dinner. Mm -hmm. Like we just met and we was like, oh, let's go get dinner. So after that, we exchanged numbers. And if I'm being honest, I'm like, I don't. He wasn't that attractive. It was just like I was in. He was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the British accent didn't hurt. Oh my god! And I, we lived in Jersey at the time, and mm-hmm. he was like, "Oh, what are you doing Saturday night?" Blah blah blah. So we make plans, and then he's like, "Oh, can I come to Brooklyn, like South Park Slope?" And he's talking about this place he wants to take me to, and I'm thinking he's like having me come all the way to South Park Slope from Jersey City mm-hmm. because he wants to take me to this awesome place. So we get there. It's that place, Sea Witch. Oh, my God. It ain't that great. It's just a bar. Oh, I've been there. It's just a bar. And they have, like, food in the front. And it's not that great. And it's not that great. You can buy the food, and then it's a bar. Yeah, and they have a little patio out there. But we get there, and he's like... But this was, like, April. Mm -hmm. So, there was no patio to be had. But we get there, and he's like, Oh, I'll go get some drinks. You want to go and grab the food? Grab food. So, I'm thinking food is, like... I don't know how the setup is, but... Mm -hmm. It's actually like, oh, you get the food, and then you have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So I order this stuff, and then the guy is like, oh, you need to pay for it, like right here. Mm-hmm. And I don't even like see this guy because of where the food is from the bar. So I have to just pay for the food. So I pay because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, what do you want? And he tells me what he wanted. Yeah. So I order this food, and I had to pay for it. Mm-hmm. 
So <laughs> I get back over. He bought like the one drink, whatever. It just, it wasn't, I just felt like it was weird. And especially being that he knew what the setup was, yeah. then he should have been like, oh, you're going to get the food. So he was expecting me to pay for the food. He was forcing me to have to buy the food. So for me at that point, I'm like, this isn't a date. Yeah. So we, we go to another bar. He wants to go to another bar. We go to another bar. He runs into someone he knows. He lives in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So he's running to all these people he knows. We ran into some fine ass dude he knew. Me and the dude started talking. We exchanged information because I'm not on a date anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I really don't care about your feelings. Mm -hmm. And one, I think one of the other people who knew thought I was crazy and being rude. And I was like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even know you. I remember you told me about that. But this. like, and then the the best part was even after that, which I thought at that point I had made it very clear that I'm not interested in you. Mm -hmm. We're not even on a date anymore because I just exchanged numbers with someone you know. And talk to him the whole time we were at this other bar. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was like, oh, you want to come up to my place? No, I don't want to come up to your place. Shooting another shot. You are still shooting the shot. Mm -hmm. A, you're a stranger. B, you had me come all the way to South Park Slope because you were trying to get me close to your place. Mm -hmm. That's what this was all about. And then, and then you planned that from before that you were going to try to get me to your place. But you couldn't even be bothered to buy me food. <laughs> like, really? You were, like, you were like, I'm going to let this chick buy me food. I'm going to get her one drink and I'm going to take her back to my apartment. Oh, and you know you have got to be kidding me. And that probably worked for him a couple of times. The no, he it, was smooth. it couldn't have. He was not that attractive. He wasn't that. Listen, I, I, I can name for you some girls, some women that I know that she could have worked on the first time, mm, baby. Mm. Listen, I can name them. I know a couple girls, too. Yeah. But they, it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. It should not because be. Because as I'm te telling the story, it's like... It's like it's really ridiculous. No, it's, ridiculous, it's like yeah. you had me come all the way out here. You couldn't even be bothered to get me food no. and, a drink, and a drink, but you trying to get me up to your place. Really? No, Lord. He needs to. He needs to pay on the first day, right, ladies? Yeah. And I was super petty because before that, I had invited him to come to my birthday. Matter of fact, this was for my thirtieth birthday, and I was having that house party. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you know, I was like, it's a house party. Everybody come. So I had invited him. You better believe I uninvited him. Like, oh, I texted him after that date a couple what, days hold on, later. What did you say in the text? I texted him and I was like, yeah, I don't think you should come to my birthday anymore. Something like that. Oh, he good. was like, what? I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, um, probably not come to my party. Mm. Have a nice life. Oh, girl. Ooh, yeah. I love it. And I, yeah, it's also good to be upfront. And I'm sure I blocked him after that. I love it. <laughs> Yeah. You, yeah. So I don't have to even bother with his response. Sorry, <laughs> like, bye. You don't exist anymore. Because you know me. Don't show up to the party trying to get cute. You will get thrown out. <laughs> like, don't play. If my crazy family's up in here, you ain't coming here. I'm going to be like, who's that? Like, I don't know that no. person. No. My brother's a cop. Yeah. He's always strapped. I love I'll tell him, no, he has to go. <laughs> he can't come in here. I had invited this other guy going on a date, too. And he, he showed up. So. Hold up. I don't think I was at your 30th birthday party. You were not. Yes, yes. You were not. I was away from work. It was good. I yes. So. Yes. I, um, I think that, yeah, the guy should always pay. Straight relationships, the guy should always pay on the first date. Treat the woman nice. Court her, and I think if you were in a gay relationship on the first day, mm -hmm. somebody should pay. No going right. Dutch. You no don't like the going I Dutch. I hate it. It bothers me. I've done it before. I do it in relationships. Before, when I first started, when I said I'm, I'm going to make it a thing, like tell every guy that I go on a first date mm -hmm. with, someone's going to pay. Then I, I said I want it throughout the relationship. Every date that we go on, then it's kind of like you pay, I pay. You know, we what is it called? Yeah, we trade we, off. Trade off. 
And then I realized that didn't really work for everyone. You know, it's Josh and I, I pay sometimes, he pays. We never split it anymore. And I think usually mo- all the guys that I told after that were fine with it. Mm-hmm. I never ran into a guy. No, there were some guys who had a problem with it, maybe one or two. But I didn't, I didn't, I knew what I was going to do. And I was like, I'm not, not doing this again. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just like, it's not romantic. You go in and it's just like, let's split it. And it's like, yeah, you know I mean? then it's just, it feels like a business transaction yeah, to some like, degree. It's like, even at a business lunch, someone pays. Exactly. Just, <laughs> like, yeah, business lunch, someone pays and someone on. stands up to greet you. Yes. When you come in. You, yes. yes. They right. stand up. It's just, uh, it's, yeah, it just, it doesn't feel like a personal a very personal moment, a very personal transaction when you're like, all right, let's because money is a very unsexy subject. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So on a first date, I feel like you should take money out of the equation. Yes. So if so if 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 you just if the man is just paying the bill, that takes that uns that very unsexy thing out of the conversation versus it's like, okay, well we're gonna go back and forth over the bill and 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 then it's just like No, but some people don't it's not even a back and forth for most people. Or just splitting and it's just like, oh okay, you wanna split this? Yeah, and it's it's lame. No, I don't. It's like just pay for it. Just do something nice. It I, and then too, like I said, financial situation. If you don't got a lot of money, you wanna take some you a man, you wanna take a lady out, take you pick the place. You pick the. You take know how much it costs. You can take afford. her to where you can afford. I do not some Starbucks. Shit. Yeah, take her There's to someplace. Lot, listen, if you live outside of New York, I don't know what to tell you. But <laughs> I, as far as like New York, San Francisco, major cities and things, even small towns, yeah. there are cute places that are cheaper than Starbucks. Yeah. Starbucks coffee is not cheap. That would be perfectly fine for a date. Mm-hmm. And you can sit and you can talk. And just have a coffee yeah. or have a piece of pie. And then, Share a piece of pie if you have to and drink exactly. water. But don't take me to Starbucks. Yeah. Starbucks no is excuse. not sexy. Sorry. There is no excuse. Like you were talking about New York. There's no excuse in New York City or any big city. Any any city that's walkable. Philly, Boston, D.C. I mean, some of those are not as walkable as others. You can, if it's the weather's nice outside, you can find something cheap to do. It's like Even if it's cold. Even if it's, you can find, yeah, you can find something, but it's, but there's no excuse. I feel like when the weather's nice, because you can walk yeah, around. Yeah, go to the park. Yeah, well, go, go to, to the park, park. Get your own picnic, and, and yeah, go somewhere and look at the cherry blossoms. Yeah, or, yeah, get a get a picnic. That's why I'm like, you could spend five dollars <laughs> on like food or snacks or something, and and just lay out and have a picnic. Yeah, finesse it, make it look good, and the person's impressed. Oh my gosh, you did this for me, or you bought the, you're paying for everything. Yep. I did. Get some little nips. Make a little cocktail. You get real fancy. You know, Those... the more we're talking about this, I'm thinking about some horrible days I've been on. <laughs> and I'm like, what was I doing out in these streets? But I wasn't crazy. I wasn't going on second dates with any any of these idiots. Well, you like, know I have. But yes, I understand. Uh-uh. I, I went with this one guy. He picked this awful place. And I was like, where are we? Why did he pick this place? And I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, maybe. He liked the place, but... It turns out he was from Chicago. He just didn't even know the city that well. Mm-hmm. I'm like, next time ask, this is my city. Yeah. The place didn't even have happy hour. And we met up at like five. I was like, are you serious? Well, as long as he paid and, everything, right? Well, here's the thing. So it was the summer and it was blazing hot outside. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was walkable from the path, but it turned out to be a little far, mm-hmm. but it was also blazing hot. Mm-hmm. So I was like drenched in sweat when I got there. And this place was a sausage party and just dudes 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 Mm. i was the only woman in there so the moment i walked in the bartender was like what's up like (laughs) i was like it's hot so he gives me like tissue and whatever and 
I, and then he brings me, he was like, oh, something about what I was drinking. And then he brought me a drink. And he was like, that guy paid for it. So, And then the guy was running late. He had texted me. He was like 10 or 15 minutes late. Mm-hmm. So by the time he got there, I had a drink. And then he was like, oh, you're drinking? I was like, I sat down and someone bought me a drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. but you brought me to a freaking sausage party. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what you were expecting. It's the middle of the summer. I got on short shorts and a tank top. Yeah. And, Which you um, usually do. Yeah. It was hot <laughs> as hell. And um and then he was feeling some kind of way about the guy buying me a drink. Oh my but then God. he also kept talking about my thighs. Mm-hmm. But then couldn't be bothered to take me. Because I was like, okay, well, I'm hungry. I'm going to go get something to eat. And then he was like pretending like he had to go meet a friend. And I was like, okay, well, I'm running around the corner to get myself a slice of pizza. But then he wanted to accompany me to go get the pizza. And it was just like, okay, this is just weird. Mm. Then he tried to get me to meet up with him again the next day. After he knew I was going on a date with another guy. And mm. I was like, have a nice life. Oh, gosh. Oh, and I'm, then I went out with that other guy. He was gay. So, oh, yeah. yeah it's, you have, I, you have the best stories, especially <laughs> the best dating stories. Like, nothing <laughs> happens. Just, like, random things. Like, you'll go into... You're like, oh, yeah, someone, like, rape kissed me or something. And it's just like... Only that happens to you. Kiss, kiss rape. rape. Kiss yeah, rape. Kiss yes. Or, uh, you know, yeah, you got hit on by some lesbian or a woman tried to put her hands down your pants or you're walking down the street. And, you know, I we talk about the free stuff. other people. Well, no, out of the group of people that oh, I know, they stuff? only happen to you. Whatever. I, this is not happening to all of our <laughs> People get friends. free stuff. We all get free stuff. I was so happy. I was in um, Pret the other day and a woman said, do you want this kind bar? And I was like, um... No, she's like, you can take it, it's free. And I was like, Are you sure? She's like, Just she whispered, just go ahead. You know, when someone whispered at me in the store, they tell me to take some, I feel all kinds mm-hmm. of special. And I looked at the combo, I was like, This is like strawberry or something, and I'm not gonna eat this. I like strawberries, I don't like fruit about food, but I said, I'm gonna take it because I feel it away because I got a free little combo that's like three dollars. How did it feel? It felt wonderful. I skipped out, I told everybody at work, Anybody want a combo? I got it for free because no one wanted the combo. It's strawberries. See, it was a good feeling, it was a great feeling. I just say, Open yourself up up to the universe Mm -hmm. and it will provide okay i think everyone can get free things they're just not they don't tell the universe that they're open to it okay that's all wisdom wisdom (laughs) (laughs) with on that note after i drop that little nugget of whiz Mm -hmm. um (laughs) nugget of whiz (laughs) nugget of whiz like like, oh like (laughs) <laughs> like I don't want any of that. But <laughs> sexual. <laughs> <laughs> like nasty. Yeah, sexual. nasty. Like, like it is ugh. not turning anybody yeah, it's on. Like, no, that's for a special couple. Those those couple that couple does drugs. They like... <laughs> anyway, we gotta go. Yes. So why don't you give them all the info, Stanley? Alrighty, well you can follow me at Standrick W on Instagram. You can follow our dear Evans at Sh- Always Fashion Week at um, on Instagram. I want to say Instagram.com. It's so horrible. You can follow us. Um, email us at BlackHipsterPodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at BlackHipsterPodcast on Instagram. Um, subscribe to us anywhere you listen to iTunes, Spotify, anywhere iTunes. To iTunes. Oh, well, podcast, right? Yeah. Yes, podcast. Yes, anywhere yes. you're listening to Black Hipster. Yeah, Black Hipster. Anywhere. We're available on all platforms. And just email us. Give us comments. Rate us. Good <laughs> All right, darling. So I guess yes. until next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye.